Colton is not the person I'd pick? Like, is he known for being really good at Snapchat? I don't think so. I have no idea. I, I haven't know. used Snapchat since Instagram stories came out. Because we're in our 30s. Because we're old. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So Emma and I learned so much last night from The Bachelor. It was truly illuminating. Like, I learned that it's so brave of me to admit that I'm 31 in public. Like, how do I even have the bravery to exit my apartment each day? Thanks, Demi. I mean, honestly, you know what's brave? Continuing to recap this show into our 30s. Honestly, heroes. We are the real heroes. You're right. And another brave 30-something hero joining us today, actress, Women to the Front co-founder, and Bachelor fan, Erin Dark. Oh, I feel really brave today. Yeah. Welcome back to the pod. I mean, I'm sure you just have a renewed sense of like, wow, I'm amazing. I mean, I did for a little while. And then I was like, but wait, I'm 34. So does that age even is that exist? still brave? Or am I just like a spinster who should shut myself inside and never come out again? You became a spinster at 26. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, uh, 27. 27. You, you're a brave spinster until, I would say, 40, at which point okay. you become a tragic spinster. Right. So right now I'm a brave you're spinster. You're still brave. Yeah. Yeah. But if I get a cat, does that shorten? Do I have to like uh, yeah. shut I myself think... away at like 37? Yeah, that might yeah. be a real. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That then might again, be a if you get a cat you. and you still convince a man to marry you. Oh, well, then I'm a hero. That's like, I mean, metal. <laughs> extra extra medals for that. I mean, honestly, nothing to me encapsulates this show more than three youngish white women sitting around congratulating themselves on how brave they are. Yeah. And that's the vibe I really want to carry into this <laughs> season. Um, all right. So a lot, a lot happened uh, to dig into this week. Let's start at the beginning. Colton, shirtless in bed. Is this a new thing? These yeah. little video diary? Like, I hope, honestly, I'm kind of, I'm glad they're trying something. Just throw something yeah, at the wall. Yeah, but they did it once. They right. did it at the very beginning they of do the episode, more. and then it never came back. Or do you think it's going to open every episode? That's my question. I mean, it didn't go that well. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to say. I like to believe that they were like, let's do this new thing. And then they gave the camera to Colton for one day and we're like, you know, our producers he might actually do be this better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of all of the people on the show that I would expect to be able to bring that sort of Insta story excitement into the show, Colton is not the person I'd pick. Like, is he known for being really good at Snapchat? I don't think so. I have no idea. I, I haven't know. used Snapchat since Instagram stories came out. Because we're in our 30s. Because we're old. <laughs> I think it was just a way to get him like shirtless without it seeming like they had burst in on him. Yeah, they were like, there's later, too they many just shower him in the showers. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> they're really trying to make shirtless showering Colton a thing. I mean, yeah. that that is their right and that is their privilege. Um, so he tells us that we're going on a the first group date this morning, and they're going to a theater to talk about firsts, which is 
a great date. He describes the dates like he doesn't really understand what they are. <laughs> He's like, I know where it is, and I know the thing that it's the theme of it, and that's what the date is. <laughs> nice, you know, nice try, Colton. So who's on this date? Demi, Bree, Tracy, Elise, Hannah G, Nicole, Onyeka, Catherine. You never forget your first date. Do you get it? Do yeah. you get it? I, you know, I it's think about I, sex, I think I have forgotten my first date. <laughs> I haven't forgotten my first quote-unquote date, as you are implying. That I remember. <laughs> the first date is a little murkier. Yeah. No idea. No idea. I very much have forgotten my first. But I, I feel like it's always the, the idea is that you're, like, in high school and a guy, like, slips you a note and, like, I want to take you to Red Lobster. And then you, like, put on your nicest, like— Skinny Whirl. strap uh, <laughs> dress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, curl your hair. And then he shows up and takes you there in his parents' minivan. And nothing like that ever happened to me. No, so. me neither. It was always, like, weird interactions with boys where it would be like, I don't know, was that a date? Right. Yeah, there there were not a lot of formal date going on uh, yeah. that happened to me. I, but, I did once get picked up by a dude in his minivan, though. I often so, picked up dudes yeah. in my minivan because we had a really nice minivan. <laughs> so I was uh, well, able to play you know, that role. Um, some of us drove hybrids. <laughs> um, that minivan was, I think, older than I was. So they uh, they head off on their first date, which they will remember because it's documented on video. Their first date with Colton in the, a party bus that really struck me. It looked sort of like a UPS truck that had been converted into a hearse. <laughs> it was so big and, like, square. So what you're saying is they were traveling in style. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they arrive at the theater, and who should be there but Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. I love them so much. I love them. My favorite part was that I truly believe that Nick Offerman may have never watched an episode of The Bachelor. 100%. Like, I think Megan Mullally might have been, like, we're doing this. He has, like, publicly spoken about watching the show. Has he? Yeah, they watch it together. Because he did. I don't know. He seemed like he didn't know where he was or what was happening <laughs> in a way that I very much enjoyed. I guess that's sort of his brand of Maybe comedy in general. <laughs> I also, so he hosted the National Book Awards this year where oh, right. it was the 69th annual National Book Awards. And his monologue was just exclusively uh, literary sex double entendres. And he really carried the same vibe of, like, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I am going to make a lot of sex jokes about stories. I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. (laughs) Their Um, whole thing was fantastic. I wanted to steal her suit. I want that suit to just wear every day. A lady power suit is, like, really the vibe I want to give off in 2019. I want his hairstyle. I wish I could rock that. (laughs) Yeah. Fully bald. Just with great a mass, facial hair. With a great beard. A great beard, yeah. It's really unfair that women cannot rock that look. Um, and that's the real sexism, I think. <laughs> um, so they send all the girls off to write sort of – it's sort of unclear. Like, they're comedians, so they tell stories about their first time that are funny. Very few of these women seem to even attempt a joke. Right. Like, was it explicitly presented to them as a, a comedy set or is it just like, a storytelling thing? I don't think so. I think it was just, like, storytelling. Right. Which is its own kind of, like, art form. 
which can be either very dramatic or very comedic from my one experience going to the moth. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, it can go either way. I, I feel like I wouldn't trust just a pack of random Bachelor contestants to be super good at either of them. No. No, no, no. Um, and and they, weren't. they weren't. They yeah. weren't. <laughs> So expectations met. Yeah, the moth it was not. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, did you notice that the vast majority of them seemed to have had no significant firsts before filming started? Like their yes. lives yeah, no. did not start until they were. I guess birthed. two to three days. Yeah, before they were this. like birthed yeah. in like a hotel a week before the Bachelor started filming. Well, as a woman, the last thing you ever want to do is admit to a man that you had a significant experience with someone before, <laughs> before him. you met them. Yeah, you saved everything for him. <laughs> Even if you didn't, that stuff pales in comparison to what's happening right now. <laughs> right with now, him. yeah. And, you know, it's like maybe I have kissed Jai before, but, like, it's like I feel untouched because (laughs) you have touched me with your lips in a way that no man ever has. And that's really (laughs) the vibe that they were all bringing. Very much the vibe they were bringing. Uh, Besides Elise, I feel like some of them didn't. Actually, hers was also uh, a first related to Colton, although it acknowledged true. I I mean, I meant more that it acknowledged that she had in fact dated other people. Yeah. So she and Nicole both went with a first, which was you are like Colton is my first ex kind of guy, and Nicole was like I've dated a lot of. You know, Miami, like Latin American guys. And you're the the first, like, super white dude I've dated. (laughs) That was pretty funny, actually. I I forgot about that, but that was good. Yeah. And Elise uh, says he's the the first younger man she's ever dated. See, those first related to Colton don't bother me because they're in the context of jokes about their actual lives. Right. Of, like, I have, I am a human who has lived outside. Right. Not just like. My first date began when I had butterflies leaving the limo. Like, (laughs) so painful. Yeah, I mean. The first time I got a first impression rose. Yes, that was so, that one was wild. The most significant rose I've ever received. How many other I don't know if she even ever actually said this was the first XYZ. I think she just told a story about getting the first impression rose and was like, that was my first. She was like, the word first is in both of those things, so it's on topic. How do words work? I mean. Uh, but when uh, Elise tells her story, that is when we hear from Demi that it is extremely brave so of Elise brave. to admit that she's older than Colton because obviously there, there's no advantage to being older. And you're we all just know a that. haggard has been who should slink off into the night and yeah. never be a sexual I mean, being thing. or try I, to date. I didn't, I like missed like when it said Elise's age. And so she was talking about, you know, I believe in the monologue, she said, like, you know, in my very early 30s. And then the way that Demi was talking about her, I was like, how old is this spinster? She's 31. <laughs> yes, she's I looked 31. It up. She's, she's 31. Because yeah. the oldest women in the house are her and Tracy, who are Yeah, both and 31. Tracy has established that she is the oldest woman in the house. So she must be uh, months older, yeah, I guess. They're, they're a little the same more age. 31. They're the same age. <laughs> I lost my shit. I will yeah. admit when I realized that she was 31 and they were all talking about her like she was Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> I like, lost my shit a little I bit. I mean, true story. I once like hooked up with a, a friend in college who was less than a year old, younger than me and he referred to me as a cougar. <laughs> and I was like, never again. Like, I don't even... T- know how to deal with the fact that you just said that to me. <laughs> I do also, I would like to establish that, like, 
31 to 20? Because Colton's 26, right? Yeah. It's five years. That is the literal age difference between my boyfriend and I. It's a very normal age difference. a very brave cougar. I am a brave cougar. Yeah, I am a brave cougar. that's what we've learned. Who robs the cradle with my spinster skills. (laughs) Look, no one ever said there's anything wrong with being a cougar. (laughs) Clearly brave is good. All these are good words coming together to form a positive whole. I feel like Jenny is less nice about it later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The age shaming, like, to be completely earnest, really really got under my skin and it probably is just my experience now watching this show as being on the like upper upper age of women who go on the show it it just it made me sad you know what though it's actually like I think age shaming is my favorite to watch someone do on this show because it's gonna happen to everyone. Right. That's what Claire said. <laughs> like, you you are... two will be 31. Yeah. You are like eight years away from being 31. Yeah. Are you really ready for your life to be essentially over I in know, eight years? But that's why it's my favorite because I'm like, you're so mean about it now, but it will happen to you. It is the <laughs> one thing like, you, hopefully. Yeah, like if it doesn't, terrible things have gone yeah. wrong. It just like bums me out to see how like it's like, the way that the patriarchy like divides and conquers women is like you're all fighting for the same like slice of the pie. White so, bread, like, that slice of wonder bread. Right. <laughs> and like the way that it encourages women to kind of like cannibalize their own future happiness. Like for yeah. men, it's like yeah. it's just going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep getting more distinguished and I'm going to become wiser and more, you know, high earning. And for women, you have to kind of like destroy your future in order to feel good about yourself in the present because the younger you are the better and it's so sad to me it's so sad to watch and Demi obviously is not thinking about any of that and maybe doesn't care and will never care maybe when she's 30 she'll just be like oh 50 year olds are so gross (laughs) I mean there's always someone older but uh wow really bleak Real, real bleak. I'm just, you know, going to hold on to my bravery uh, throughout this. We actually skipped Colton was the first. He opened the storytelling. Oh, right. By talking about his virginity. Again, I'm really. We know. Like, we. We, we, know, we so. get it. We I have would really it. love to learn something else about him. <laughs> Me too. I, but that's the thing is like, I, yeah, I would love to learn another fact about him as a human being. It was also just like, wasn't his story like the first time I told someone yes. I was a virgin? Yes. And I was like, again, is that a sig- I mean, maybe it is a significant first in his life. He was a football player. Yeah. But like, does nothing else happen to you? No. I would rather hear about your first cheeseburger yeah. at this yeah, point. Same. What about his first pro football game? Did he ever play? Did Apparently, he, ever play? They, he was, he on, was on a team. I was going to say, I feel like they showed a picture of him in like a Chargers jersey at the beginning of like the first episode, but I don't know if that was like was a preseason. Like yeah. I mean, there are things he could have. However, <laughs> it was just sort of that thing, too, that's like. It was so anticlimactic. It was like, I didn't know what to say. There was no good lie to tell. What was one a good lie? Is 74 a good lie? So I just said zero. And what I heard was, wow, man, that's really cool. (laughs) And then I knew that I had been worried for nothing, except as this season shows, he was worried for very much something. Yeah. Because people are still obsessed with it. I mean, I get, like, I totally get the women who are, like, asking him why. I feel like I would also need to just be like, why? Yeah. 
Um, I feel like I would be the woman who would want to differentiate myself by not asking, and it would drive me insane. Like, if I feel like I can't <laughs> ask about something, it's all I can think about. Or if I can't say something to someone, it's all I can think about. But I would be like, everyone's asking about this. I shouldn't ask. I wonder what he would say. <laughs> I think that sort of happened to Hannah B, too, on her date where she didn't want to ask and then finally was like, fuck it, I really want to ask. She's like, why? Yeah. Just why? Just, 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 tell, just me. tell me. Let's get this well, out. That's right. I feel like he actually would have been well served by, like, starting off the episode by just coming in and being like, I just want all of you to know why I'm a virgin so <laughs> right. then we can never talk about it again on a what date. what would we talk about during their one-on-one? That is true. They Nothing. Nothing. Are they ready to potentially start to fall in love? That's right. what yes. they can talk that's about. That's what they would talk about. Yeah. Um, and Hannah G, by the way, talking about feeling uh, about her first first impression, Rose opens up by talking about like how she just has always felt overlooked and not seen and not appreciated. And I was like, you are paid to be on Instagram. I don't understand. <laughs> Is that what she does? Yeah. She's an influencer. influencer. I'm sorry. I, content I think, creator. I was going to say content creator. That's what she's that an means. Instagram influencer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry if women like me cannot take for ourselves the identity of feeling invisible. Feeling invisible. (laughs) What do we have? I mean, can Hannah take that from us too? Um, Tracy's story was bananas, and we only heard part of it. It involved being like she punched someone in the face, or was she punched? She was punched. She was punched. The first time that she tried to to date date a virgin, and then by the time she fucked him. He was no longer a virgin. Right. But she was the best sex he ever had. But um Mike's drop. I mean, and then at some point I feel like the idea was the other girl punched her, and in that way the other girl beat her in the race to de-virginize this guy. Yes. I was like, this poor dude, did he have any yes. idea what was going on? <laughs> um yeah, I mean yeah. For women to to now also treat like male virginity as like a trophy is not what I see as like that's not the goal progress. here. No, I'm also just like I'm sorry, but I'm just like I don't understand why anyone wants that. It's gonna be quick and it's gonna be terrible. It's just something you gotta get past, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not... but it's like I don't understand why anyone would desire that. No, bragging right? rights. Like, yeah, bragging I want rights. an experience. It is fully just for the bragging rights and I not guess. the experience. Oh. I mean, I'm not saying that I agree. <laughs> Claire's like, no, I understand it. I understand it a lot. Claire's like, I exclusively like to just collect trophies of virginal men. Yeah. Uh, it's challenging for my marriage. Uh, Onyeka revisits the Drowning in Bitches line. Yeah. Catherine also revisits the Drowning in Bitches That was so painful. Line. I was like, both of you, no, please. Next. Yeah. Thank you, next. I was like, it's not funny to tell the joke again. That's not... The joke happened. It happened, and now it's over. <laughs> um, and Demi is like, I met a guy at a crazy party, and like, he's so great, and I'm just not waiting for what I want anymore. I'm going to go after it. And so she goes and kisses him. And then says that is the story of how I got the first group date rose. Yeah, it's a pretty ballsy move. I don't, yeah, balls don't seem to be her problem. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. She Because she knows Colton needs an aggressive woman. <laughs> aggressive yeah. woman. She knows what he needs. They've known each other for, they spent like maybe one hour together. This and is she my knows. favorite thing on every season of The Bachelor and Bachelorette is the one contestant who immediately knows what this perfect stranger needs yeah like they're like i've diagnosed it and i'm gonna be it now also just demi is there's such a clear archetype for this kind of role now on the show that 
it comes off almost as just completely absurd to me. Like, I can't even be, like, upset at her. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's just trying to be Corinne, but, like, much less effective at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe. I think she she's fun to watch so far. I agree. Could be. Because she could blossom into the role. If she just, <laughs> you know, could cool it on the shaming of the 30-year-olds, yes. I would enjoy her a lot yeah. more. Uh, night night date at their at some sort of like penthouse lounge bar or something. I feel like they've been to that penthouse lounge bar before. They probably have seasons. it. I had a moment where retainer. I was like, I'm really getting like deja vu here. I feel like I've seen people make out before this like skyline before. I mean, how many like LA? That's true. Like locations can because it's probably so much easier to just go back to the same one than yeah. last season. Um, and. Demi snags him instantly after the toast, and everyone is somehow surprised. Tracy, especially surprised. Tracy, Tracy is getting just, on my last nerve. I cannot handle her. She, wow. And then they all begin to talk about how, especially Tracy, it was really uncool of Demi to force a kiss on Colton, and they want their first kiss with him to have meaning. My question to you guys is. Do you feel like it was inappropriate for Demi to kind of, like, spring a kiss on him? Or do you think that he was, like, consenting to it? I will say from the literally the second word of her story, I was like, oh, she's going to go down and kiss him. So if he didn't see it coming, I feel like that's his bad. Like, I don't feel like she, like, <laughs> sprung it on him. It was right. pretty clear where that was going. Think he explicitly said that he enjoyed it later. So So, yeah, he did not seem to mind and he continued to kiss her. Yeah. So my my take was that he didn't really have a good way to get out of it because she put him on the spot and then like went up to him. And that made me uncomfortable. But it could have gone very poorly. It could have gone I feel like it was one of those things where it was like the wrong thing to do, but he really didn't mind it and in fact liked it, so it was fine. Yes. (laughs) I I would agree with that assessment. I wasn't like a fan of the approach because I do think like if a guy got up there and was like, and now I'm gonna go take my first kiss from the bachelorette, I would be like, Oh, yeah, but I also think there's a circumstance where, like, if the person gets down there, you could just, like, do a peck or do a kiss on the cheek. Like, it's not like you are, like, in that moment forced to make out with them. Yeah. I would say not ideal, but, but he was to, into it. seemed to be fine, yeah. Yeah. He loved her confidence. She's like, I'm a total woman supporter. Mm. I love women. That just stabbed me right in the soul. I also just like watching that. I was like, even if he's seen nothing, the way she delivered that line, if he believes that, he's a moron. Does anyone else notice that like woman she, supporter. A woman supporter. Yeah. And when she sits and talks to Colton, particularly in that scene, she does this like slow, slight shimmy almost. Yeah. Like when she's talking, it's like this slow, <laughs> like shimmy. <laughs> That I've just, I don't know if I've ever seen a human being do before in, like, real life. The way she acts is, like, very fascinating to me because she does seem very young in the way she holds herself. Like, she still seems a little, like, cultish and childlike in in her posture. But then she will put on these extremely, like, sensual woman moves. Yeah, but it's, like, Jessica Rabbit sensuality. Like, it's not, (laughs) like, like, real-life sensuality. It's, like... He, like, kisses her and then she, yeah, like, really does a shimmy. Yeah, she like does. And she wrinkles her nose and she goes, you're so cute. And I was like, you saw this in a movie. Yeah. That's what I do. I feel like she's like acting out 
like sexy girls she's seen before. I mean, I admire the con- like I'm 30 and I have oh, no. never figured out how to act sexy because I'm afraid to try sexy moves yeah, that don't work. I don't work. do a shimmy slow or fast any in any context. context. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you take what you see. I'm just going to act non-sexy and if you like it then like Yeah, if you find that sexy, <laughs> we're good. This is why I could never be on the show. Um and then she comes back to the group, picks up the group date rose. Please yeah. gasp. <gasps> Thank you. She picks up the group date rose and says, How oh, could she? <laughs> Tracy's reaction to this was astonishing. Tracy is short of breath. <laughs> Tracy is totally taken aback. It makes Tracy sick to her stomach. Yeah. Tracy has never seen anything so horrifying as a girl touching the rose that is not the old one she's seen more in life (laughs) i mean i not enough not Not enough enough. (laughs) apparently she clearly nothing bad has like ever happened to her this is the worst thing that's ever happened to her and it's pretty mild that's really nice for her life (laughs) (laughs) if that's genuinely the worst thing that's ever happened to her congrats Good, yeah, good, good job. Good job, Trace. Good you know, as I'm thinking about it, it really makes me think about, like, the phallic significance of the long-stemmed rose. And then, like, the men get just, like, a little short-stemmed rose, oh, yeah. which is sort of vulvular. <laughs> <laughs> Vulvic? I, I, like, I feel I like, like it's, vulvular. I think we stick with vulvular. So I feel like their possessiveness over the rose is really just like tracks very well onto their possessiveness say, of I, the lead's genitalia. I mean, I mean, yeah. thing, I was like, it Nick was one of those things where like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was like, like Tracy in particular reacted so badly to her touching the rose. And I had that moment where I was like, oh, wait. I've actually seen someone do that before. Yeah. I'm unbothered by it, but apparently <laughs> it's really offensive. I mean, extremely offensive. It's one of those things that, like, if she did it and everyone was sort of like, God, she's being so annoying, I would be on their side. Right. But when they overreact, it sort of reveals the ludicrousness of this whole construct yeah. where they're not supposed to touch the rose because and it's mean. That's the thing. If she'd, like, picked up the rose and then run out with it, and then, like, refused to go home because she said he gave it to her. <laughs> that would be one thing. All yeah, of the petals like, off of it. She literally just, like, picked it up and then put it back down. She knows that the rose was not given to her. Like, she's aware. Yeah. But now it's, like, tainted. Whoever got it was like, <laughs> yeah. Sloppy seconds. It's got Demi on it. I thought Colton would be fresh for me. <laughs> Pure. 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 Um. So Colton also sits down with some of the other women. He tells Elise that it was really sexy how she talked about learning things in her 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She reveals Take that, that Demi. Oh, my God. <laughs> she reveals that all the 27 and ups are in the same room at the house, and they call it the Cougar Den. 27, 27. and 27. I mean, the, the, the 27-year-olds just... are a year older than Colton. Yeah. Well. I, 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 I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. And, uh, but I, honestly, they had an interesting – I was getting the same vibe I got with Katie where I felt like he was, like, a little too, like, excited by their chemistry to, like, be cool. Like, he was very, like, I'm laying on the moves right now. But, I was like, delighted by kind it. kind of, like, boyish and it awkward was a, at it. <laughs> Colton really grew on me this episode. He has this, like, awkward sweetness to him that is much more um, – 
endearing than I than I thought it would be. Yeah. I I mean, I came into this season very skeptical. I was very hashtag not my bachelor. <laughs> um, but he's, he's like really sweet. It's actually for the first time in like a few seasons of Bachelor, I can understand more why girls are into him because he genuinely seems like a a nice human. He does. Yeah. He seems really he seems genuinely sweet. He seems to genuinely try to listen to all of them. I'm like, this is this is good. I feel like The Bachelor is like a great setting for a really nice guy because the 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 kind of I guess gleam of excitement that you get from a bad boy in real life you don't need on The Bachelor because he's already so unattainable. He's like surrounded by all these right. other women and like so you get the same like frisson of like he like what if he picked me like out of all out of everyone else and in real life it's usually a guy who just like kind of treats you like shit is what gives <laughs> you that feeling and so it, it like when you see a really nice guy everyone is like oh like what if he's nice but also it's exciting right yeah, yeah. it's so it's really working for him I hope it continues I always get like when someone's really nice in like the first two episodes I'm like don't stay that way up. don't yeah. fuck it up <laughs> um Colton talks to Hannah G, and she is already freaking out because there are other women there, which is a little early. Like It's pretty early. She's been there for a day. But she got the first impression, Rose, and she's like, I just realized there are other people here. Um, He's very reassuring. She reminds him of home. He talks to Nicole, who tells him about her twin brother, AJ, who has autism, and it seems is not super high functioning and he is like no that's great how it shaped you as a person and I really respect that and she's like oh I've met guys who think it's too much of a burden and I was like there's zero chance that Colton on national TV would be like I can't deal with this right now (laughs) he could just like shed you late like I mean they always get so much props as The Bachelor for not immediately dumping someone for saying something like that but it's just they just have more outs, honestly. I don't know if yeah. Colton will hold it against her, but like the fact that she thinks that she would marry him right now. What that is right. like, we went, like I, I, like I know that he, but that's the thing is like she was like he has autism, and Colton was like I get it. I visit sick children in hospitals, <laughs> and I was like I don't, I don't actually know if you understand. Who, yeah. What she's saying about her, she brother. does. He does have a relative who has cystic fibrosis, so who. He probably has experience having someone in the family who is really high in needs, yeah. medi- like medically speaking. But yeah, I, I it was unclear to me like how it also much like she, was she saying that like he's always going to be living with me? I mean, that's a big conversation. I mean, that's that's yeah. not that's first not, date that's conversation. Not first but I did think it was sort of sad that she was like, "Wow, I'm." I'm ready to marry him because he didn't immediately dump me for right. having an autistic brother. I'm exactly. like, wow, the bar is so low for men. So low. I mean, she lives in Miami as well, which I don't think is the place that's overly known for its, like, understanding <laughs> emotional well, That was her men. thing before is, like, I'm too hot to date in Miami because guys just want to hook up with me. And probably not commit to, like, a serious, you know, family-oriented lifestyle with her. Yeah. Um, before the group date rose, we should note that Tracy tries to sit down with Demi and explain why she can't touch the group date rose. 
I forgot about that. I almost <sighs> forgot about that. <laughs> She's like, I feel like when she sits down, she realizes that she doesn't actually know how to explain this without sounding insane. So she ends up doing a lot of, oh, well, you just picked up the rose. And the thing is, I feel like maybe a lot of us feel like it's just a thing that is special and like it's for Colton. And I don't know. I just I feel like maybe we feel like we shouldn't touch it. And Demi's sort of like, and this is my problem. <laughs> and finally, she's like, oh, totally. Sorry, I did that. Yeah. It was not a genuine apology. No. I don't think she's very good at those. No. No, no, no. Not her strength. No. Um, but to be fair, all of Tracy's complaints are somewhat absurd. Yeah. Yes. So. And then Tracy, like, extracts the apology and then starts, like, smoothing Demi's hair. Very weird. It was aggressive. I was like, she's not your child. <laughs> Nor I don't understand why you would want to even perpetuate that. But Dynamic. She, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. This thing, I'm really happy that Elise is there because if like Tracy was the only woman 30 in her something, 30s, yeah, I yeah. Would, it would be a bad showing for yeah, us. Yeah, it would be a very bad showing. I would be like, maybe you have a point, Demi. Yeah, <laughs> all women, just the minute they hit 30, become yeah. wildly insecure basket cases. Yeah. <laughs> um, Colton gives the rose to Elise. My queen. Yeah. I'm very supportive. I'm also really supportive of, like, redheads on The Bachelor. I know. I know. They never do well. They never do well. And I love redheads. I do, too. Even if they're bad people. I don't care. I, mean, I yeah, just love I have them. No. I'm just I'm here <laughs> on board. for Elise on many levels. Yes. Um, I'm very team Elise. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from Aaron on week two of The Bachelor. All right, let's head on to the one-on-one card. Hannah B., true love is on the horizon. Hannah uh, is our Miss Alabama. Yes. She is just constantly giving a giant toothy smile in every direction, and she has seemed very ready to marry Colton from the moment we first met her. (laughs) And even better, it's her birthday. Oh, yeah. It is her birthday. She's now the ripe old age of 24. (laughs) Happy birthday, Hannah B. Happy birthday, Hannah B. Like, basically all my notes from the date are just... They're in the Jeep, and she tells him it's her birthday. They're in a hot tub, and she mentions that it's her birthday. They do a toast, and she says it's her birthday. She really struggles during the first half Roll of this tide. date. She does not know how to give a toast. <laughs> oh, she, I really felt for her uh, and also wanted to strangle her during Yeah, that. that was painful. She is so clearly anxious during this entire first few hours. Yeah. And Colton is just really losing interest quickly. I mean, so basically they they— Take this Jeep out. They then transfer to horses. They okay. do some horseback ride. Can then we they talk arrive for a at an second, oasis. Though, about how she was like, I've never ridden horses before. And then they get on the horse, and then he makes her hold hands with him yeah. the whole time. If you've never been on a horse, let her use two hands. Maybe he felt like it would comfort her and make her feel I more suppose, secure. but that was some awkward hand-holding horse, like, insecure horseback riding. It yeah. made me really uncomfortable. I was like, just let her use both hands to stay on the horse. Yeah. Like, please. I mean, the, there's just no good way to hold there's hands no, while you're on two no, separate no, horses. No, it's not. 
It's not like even for the most experienced equestrians, I don't think it looks cool. But like this poor girl, like it's like you're on a horse, great, one handed. <laughs> um, but they make it to the oasis without incident. They sit down, and Colton's like, "Let's do toasts," and he goes first, and. He basically is just, like, to being open and honest and going on this journey together and just having a wonderful, you know, time getting to know each other. Or some, like, fucking generic bullshit, of course. It was like a a bachelor word cloud. Of course. And she is like, that was my bachelor word cloud. (laughs) I was planning to say those exact bachelor words. She says, you took mine. You should always let me go first. I wish you'd let me go first. It pained me because on the one hand, I have definitely been in situations where I felt put on the spot and blank and terrified and just so I felt for her emotionally but also just say something just you could just say here's to the journey yeah a toast to the journey a toast to our first date yeah a A toast toast to to being here together like (laughs) a toast to this beautiful setting and the horseback riding a toast to the best birthday I've ever had if instead she goes with Words. A toast. Let's make a toast to. Well, it's my birthday, so an amazing day, <laughs> and roll tide. Yeah, it, I, I'm sorry. That toast was her whole personality. Birthday girl, roll, roll tide, tide girl. Like those are her. Also, two things. she's going to use real words that sound really good together, but they're going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I felt. I. And I also have this thing. I'm rarely asked to make a toast, but whenever there's like an office birthday card, if anyone is standing over me while I write it, I completely melt down. (laughs) Uh, So I do relate. But, oh, God, it was just too much, especially because a pageant girl, I would think the one thing you would get out of that was being able to stay poised in that moment. And like make a speech. Make a very – it doesn't have to be – it doesn't – it's like being at the – you know, the short answer section. And you're not yeah. even asked, like, how do we fix education in this country? You're yeah. asked, how are you feeling today? And you panic and can't yeah. say anything. <laughs> like, how much easier could they make your short answer segment? Um, so Colton is very worried. He really thought that she would be an easy person to take on the first date. She seemed so fun and outgoing and, like, down for whatever. And instead, she is a very brittle like fragile shell of a person uh, surrounding a teeming mass of insecurities. Um, and they get in the hot tub. And Is it hot or cold outside? I think it's hot. Because that's the thing. They were like in tank tops, seemingly riding horses through the desert, and then they got into a hot tub. To be also, fair, I've I was heard... really worried about her skin because <laughs> I, if you are like, Riding horses in the desert in a tank top, you'd better be wearing. I hope a she has some SPF on. SPF. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that they they put sunblock on them. Yeah, I hope so. Also, I've heard that sometimes these hot tubs are more like lukewarm okay, tubs. That's okay, good. okay. I feel like part of it is just that they want the bubbles because otherwise you're just looking at two like mostly nude people in a. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's the visual. The, yeah, I just like sometimes I'm just like I just want to know what temperature it is there because I really thought you were like hot in the desert and now you're getting into Someone a hot tub. Someone from Nick's season was on the pod once and told us like that that date where um, they were like grabbing the rings that like Astrid won or something that hot tub was like cold. 
Okay. So it makes I don't me know feel that a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. These are the things that I just worry about them. We sometimes. Ourselves I'm like, with. don't make her so hot. I'm gonna overheat. Oh God. Yeah. I hope that Chris and Crystal's hot tub wasn't too hot because they were in there for a long time. Yeah. Um. So he uh sits down with her in the hot tub and she's like, I won't forget this birthday. And then he starts to ask her a question, and she lunges at his face. <laughs> she like was it <laughs> to take an eyelash? An off. eyelash, okay. Um, which is a little stubborn, so it takes her a few seconds <laughs> to get it off, and then she has him make a wish, and then he's like, "I don't even remember what I was going to ask." Oh God, it's just everything about it is so bad. <laughs> um, and I was getting real trauma flashbacks to to bad dates from both ends. Like, when you're the awkward person and also when you're the person who is, like, trying so hard to get the other person to talk and they're not meeting you halfway. And I was like, oh, God, he's with her all day. But at night, they kind of turn it around. They're on a boat for the dinner. Queen Mary. The Queen Mary. It has a name. Colton might not know it, but it has a name. It is important <laughs> to name boats. And I think to, I, so. to, to treat them with that respect, I think. I mean, I think so. I know my dad's like a weird ship fan. And so I was like, oh, my God, the Queen Mary. <laughs> and then like Colton was like, yeah, we're like on a ship. Wasn't it in Arrested Development or are there just a lot of boats named the Queen Mary? Well, the Queen Mary used to be the one that like did transatlantic passages from LA. Oh, yeah. But now it's like a. But now I think it's just at, harbored at, in yeah. LA yeah. Um, for Bachelor <laughs> contestants to have dinner. Exactly. On. Um, he's like, look at this. We are on the deck of a ship for dinner. Crazy. <laughs> he's digging really deep for a conversation at this point. Yeah. And she says, it's a pretty good birthday. Thank you. Oh, God. <gasps> and then he, like, does a toast that's just like, please talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, here's to, to opening up and taking right ri- and sharing. <laughs> just We could just share some things. Colton was really giving it his all. It looked very painful. But I did suspect that, like, she had to pull through because there was too much potential to mine her drama with Kaylin. Yes. For them to eliminate her this early. Yeah, absolutely. Because while this is going on, we see that back at the house, Kaylin is telling one of the girls that they were roommates at, like, Miss World or whatever. Miss USA. Or, Miss, Miss USA. USA yeah. Miss World at <laughs> Miss USA. And... Then, like, very close. We see some photos of them together. But then Hannah was upset that she didn't place and Kaylin was runner-up. And so she flipped a switch and Kaylin thinks that her facade is going to crumble pretty quickly. And this jives really well with how Hannah is losing her mind on the date. But we still don't really know. We only know Kaylin's side. We we don't know what the nature of the concept yeah. I don't really trust Kaylin either. I don't trust either of them. Yeah, I don't yeah, trust, I don't either, trust of either of them. So I'm sort of like, I'm very deeply curious to know what happened there. Yeah. But I don't know if I, I'm not like on anyone's side at this point. No. Um, And so back on the date, Hannah uh, decides that she really, find, he's like, please talk to me. I wanted you here, and I think you're great, but, like, something's off, and I need you to, like, not worry about being perfect. Just talk to me. And she says, I think to get Colton to trust me, I have to be open, which I thought was sort of a weird way to put it. 
<laughs> like I need to show him something vulnerable so that he will like <laughs> to lure him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she's a scammer or something. Yeah. Um, so she says that what she's been wanting to say to him all day is, why are you a virgin? And he actually says that at first he was saving himself for marriage for religious reasons, which I don't think he's really spoken about. No, but it makes sense when he talked about his really religious school upbringing. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, and then he was, as he said before, busy with football. Now he's waiting for the right person. It's something he holds a lot of weight into. He he does, like, occasionally just, like, say the wrong word in a way or, like, a say the wrong phrase yeah. in a way that I find, like, painfully adorable. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying so hard. And who among us has not said such a thing? Yeah. I've done that on this very podcast. Me too. So. <laughs> yeah, we all have. There were yeah. just, like, I think there were four times last night where he said something and I was like, oh, he meant bears. Um, and Hannah says, well, I think that the woman you end up with will be very lucky um, because he's more high value because he hasn't right. been sullied. Yeah. She made a commitment to herself um, to be a virgin oh, when she married. Oh, this was rough. And this then was she rough. was in a relationship and that didn't happen. And she has felt so much guilt. She gets kind of emotional that she can't give that to her husband. Ooh. Colton loves how open she's being. I was just like, this whole date needs to be shown as, like, a PSA for why purity education, like, ruins people's lives. All I could think about, I was like, wow, abstinence-only education is trash. Purity education is trash. The way that we look at virginity and sexuality in this country is trash. And I'm so sad that this woman truly believes that she can never be, like, the wife she was meant to be because she has had sex with someone. Yeah. I mean, I as someone who and I've written about this, like didn't grow up uh evangelical but had like a purity element to my religious education. Really thought that there was no downside. Like really was like it will be hard, but it will be so worth it to have that gift to give my husband. It will feel like fulfilling and it will feel special. And, like, it's not true. Like, it's very weird to fully buy into that and then, like, reach the point where you're having those experiences and be like, the stuff that I was told would feel really transcendent and meaningful is empty and stupid. And I wasted so much angst over it. And it's so sad to see these people berating themselves for like having sex in a committed relationship yeah. as adult like it's like consensual yeah. like, treating like your own sexuality like it has nothing to do with you but it's simply a gift to give someone, give else. someone else right. like someone that like hopefully if they don't suck doesn't want the gift at all yeah I just I, it made me so sad this conversation just made me so sad me too yeah. I couldn't even make a joke about it because I was just deeply depressed by it. Or even, like, the thought that, like, oh, would my husband have been, like, more valuable to me if he had, like, never had sex before? And I'm like, no, like, really never at all even slightly entered my mind. No, like I said, like, I genuinely think I, I... Having had sexual experience throughout my life, don't think a lack of experience (laughs) is a great thing. I mean, I just, it's, it's, there's something so... Um, extremist about it the way that we talk about on the show it's like it's either like 
virginity is bad and it means that you're not good at sex and, you know, and you're not really a man or like you can't offer any cool tricks in bed or, you know, virginity is amazing and actually you're better than other people. Yeah. And there's no. What if it just didn't matter? We've said this before, but like what if it just didn't fucking matter? And your sexual history and your sexual life was something that you were just allowed to have ownership over and make whatever decisions felt right to you in the moment for the situations you find yourself in. Honestly, what would they talk about? What would they talk about? Yeah, I I mean, this season, I do not know. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's been the whole like Chris Harrison was all, oh, we just made a few jokes about it. The first episode. It is the theme of the whole season. Yeah. Um, but he does give Hannah the rose because she opened up and also because definitely they want the Kaylin drama to play out. Uh, next up uh, is the, the second group date, and it is a big one. Alex, Erica, Katie, Kaylin, Sydney, Tasha, Nina, Kerpa, Caitlin, Courtney, Cassie, Heather. I can't fight this feeling anymore. In other words, they've been listening to Emma. They know how much she loves camp. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, is this date for me? It is. Thank- I mean, summer camp and Billy Eichner? Like, it <laughs> really might be for me. Thank you, Bachelor. Um, yeah, so they're at Camp Bachelor. They're playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never really been to a summer camp. I mean, I was going to say, I was like, there's a lot more athleticism uh, at this camp than... Not enough friendship bracelet making. Yeah. I mean, I went to, like, a hippie Jew camp. We were, like, more, like, indoor kids than, like, (laughs) football Uh, playing. So you went to the... You went to camp to stay (laughs) indoors. Well, by indoor kids, I mean, like, non... Like, it wasn't a sports camp. Let's put it that way. Interesting. I only went... I went to canoe camp, so it was very active, but only canoeing. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, got up every morning, and you're like, we're going out on the canoes again. No, we did. We, like, would canoe down a river and, like, camp along the way. That is truly incredible. Yeah, I did, like, three summers of canoe camp. (laughs) Wow. I would have done really well in that canoe race. I just want you to know that. I am so bad at canoeing. Like, I I have done it a good amount of times, and I the steering is just together. Yeah, please teach me. I'm more canoe growing up because I grew up along a river. Yeah. And there isn't much to do in South Bend other than (laughs) canoe, drink heavily in canoe. And I was not 21 yet. So, Um, so Billy Eichner shows up to be their camp counselor. Uh, what did Billy Eichner really do here? Billy I Eichner. I enjoyed him. He, I really oh enjoyed He just did a stand-up set. Yeah. <laughs> I, so it's not Billy's fault, but he provides this little joke, which is, Colton, have you considered that you might be gay? Maybe you're the first gay bachelor and you don't even know. And to which Colton sort of just looks shocked and laughs. And, and the show left it in. And I did not feel great about it. <laughs> it was, I was torn because on the one hand, Billy Eichner is fucking hilarious. His delivery was very funny. And he did not have the context of, oh, there are gay rumors right. surrounding Colton are that you he's. sure that who he knows? didn't have that context? He probably I like he might have. He had might, yeah. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm being too generous. Uh, I thought it was unkind of the show within the greater context of like what we know the dialogue around Colton has been right to it, to have that in there because it just seemed like 
what what was their end game? What was there? the point? What was yeah. the point? Unless he does turn out to be the first gay bachelor and they're planting a seed. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. I would love that. I mean, too. I would love that so much. That I don't think it's going to happen. It's no, not no, going to no, happen. No. 100% no. But But that's the only reason why I can 99%, see it being just 99%. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like uh, just another way that they're kind of making Colton like sexually uncomfortable <laughs> as yes. the price for him being the I bachelor. I think that that was definitely the intention. Yeah. I mean, with all of the comedians, it was like can we poke a you know yeah can we beat a dead horse yeah more and more and more yeah um but um, he colton was i i was actually impressed with how he dealt with all of the poking fun at him he seemed pretty game um he, yeah he handled it well yeah but it's only episode two like they keep doing those teasers of like what's gonna happen well he's gonna season, lose and his him, mind like running away and there's a part of me that's like what if it's just because of virgin jokes yeah i mean <laughs> honestly <laughs> he might reach a breaking point i probably would yeah, yeah. Rachel did on her season when she was like, you need to stop asking me about the same things. Um, So they split up into two teams, red and yellow. Uh, The winning team will get to camp out overnight with Colton under the stars in two large lodges. The other team will have to go back to the mansion. So stakes are high. Colton might lose his virginity overnight. So you want to be there (laughs) when that happens. Uh, it's all tied up going into tug of war, and the red team wins. The red team, which has all of the women that he's very clearly interested in. On yeah. It. It's like Katie, Kaylin, Hannah, uh, Heather. Cassie. Cassie. And so the, the yellow team returns to the mansion. They didn't pull the thing this time where they were so sad that Colton insists that they stay. Um, they just have to go home. And the other girls find out that he will be out, that they'll be out overnight with Colton. And the two Hannahs find it very intimate. (laughs) So intimate. It's, I can't imagine anything more intimate than being in a lodge. Just like 20 feet away from a lodge in which Colton is showering naked. Yeah. And so he has some quality time with the ladies by the fire. He talks to Katie. He finds it sexy, how competitive she is. She also loves being competitive. And they make out. They make out. Good for them. Meanwhile, Heather is just building up the courage to tell him that she has never kissed someone. And Cassie is being very encouraging. She says she thinks it's endearing and it might help grow their relationship. And Heather is understandably worried that this one thing will define her in Colton's eyes, but also I'm sure she's thinking about how it will define her on the show, which literally they made it her profession. Yeah, so right. say, exactly. in fact, it did. It's her job. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that constant balance for the contestants, right? Where like you have to give them stuff like that to define you by so that they will want to put you on the show and in front of the camera. But if you give them too much of the wrong thing, then they might run away with it. And so you're like, how do I manage my perception while still being producible enough to be on the show? And you can't. It's all luck. So she sits down with him and asks how he told Becca about being a virgin. And he's like. Which was an interesting segue. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, great. However you did that, that's how I'm going to do it now. 
Um, and so she tells him that she has never slept with anyone or kissed them. And he just loves it. He's like, thank you for sharing something that's not easy to talk about it. I would never think less of you. Um, and she's like, I'm actually more ready for commitment because I know what I want, which is not how this works. No. And she did. At one point, Colton said to her, I wrote this down. You. Yeah. You know your value. And yeah. Self-worth. Yeah. What that implies about women who have <laughs> kissed even one dude in the past yeah. is troubling. Yeah. I. I just well, really... as a brave 31-year-old spinster, <laughs> I obviously do not know my value. No. I'm not a virgin, and I have kissed You gave away your mouth say. virginity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm just learning. Apparently I'm, all of all them of are worth something. All of them are what your self-worth and value is. I'm learning so much about how, both my bravery and my lack of self-worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just imagine if you were a 31-year-old spinster who had never kissed anyone, you would be the bravest, <laughs> most self-worth-filled person. But also, but also like at the... a huge disadvantage. Right. Yeah. There's really no way to completely Like, you win. have this great gift to give someone, but, but no, no one wants no one it. Wants it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode made me want to die. Yeah. So, uh, I kind bit. of enjoyed it. <laughs> That was the thing. I think I got really mad the first time age came up, and then like, and then it just got so much that I was, was like, well, "You have to laugh at yeah. this." <laughs> like, oh, so uh, back at the house, uh, Hannah B is upset that Kaylin is with Colton overnight. She thinks that she tells Hannah G that Kaylin is the only person in the world she in has a the problem whole with. world. In the whole world. I mean, wow. Uh, she thinks Kaylin is fake, and she's worried that Colton, that Kaylin will say something to Colton about her. Um, but instead, Kaylin talks to Colton about how incredible the girls in the house are mm-hmm. and about how she works with kids in children's hospitals, much like Colton, because she was hospitalized as a two-year-old with encephalitis and almost died. And they make out. Off to a great start. Colton gives the rose to Heather, and he walks them to their cabin, which, again, is enormous. It's basically larger than I think most single family ranch homes. <laughs> They're really roughing it. Someone did complain about their sleeping bag and cot, though. I don't remember who it was. Give me a break. All right. But no, because it was someone who at the end was like, I'm really sad that I didn't get the group date rose and now I'm just alone in my sleeping bag on my cot. And I was like, you know that the person who got oh, yeah. the group date rose is also, also alone. Yeah, everyone yeah. is sleeping yeah, like, alone. It wasn't everyone like, is alone in a sleeping bag on a cot. The rose was not like an invitation to join him for sex no. and cuddling that evening. <laughs> um, and the next morning we see Colton showering and the girls are getting ready for the cocktail party. She Demi thinks that the cocktail party will be competitive, especially with the older women, because the younger women are already five steps ahead and she will happily watch their demise. The word demise is so overused on this show. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a word for downfall that they all seem to know, and yet they never <laughs> use it quite right, because what it actually means is death. Yeah. Yeah. No, downfall would be more appropriate. Yeah. yeah. They never use downfall. Um, and uh, at the cocktail party, Courtney pulls him aside first, or first that we see, and she was on the yellow team, 
and was really trying to rally the troops, and he loves how feisty she is. She mentions that she's the oldest of five siblings, the youngest of which is two. And so she basically just, like, is a surrogate mother to her siblings, like, spends a lot of time, I guess, taking them to soccer practice. She struck me as very nervous. Like, she just kept talking about how she's maternal and how she's mature. And Colton kept trying to, like, say something, and she just (laughs) barreled through. It's like, oh. Yeah, but she's really happy after they talk. She is 23. Um, like most like of all of them. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but was which, for the first time, is actually like kind of age appropriate. I feel like yeah. usually on The Bachelor, the dude's like thirty five, and they're still all yeah. twenty three. <laughs> right. so I mind it less this year. <laughs> um, Sydney thinks that she is just what he's looking for, but he hasn't opened his eyes to it yet. He hasn't seen her deeper side. She made such a sacrifice to come. Would it even be worth it if he doesn't get to know her? Um, so she. Interrupts him with Kerpa. She tells him she cheated in the boat race. And mm-hmm. he's like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. From a former athlete. <laughs> I mean, but athletes are such cheaters. Like, it's like the whole thing with Michael Jordan was that he was really good at fouling people without getting caught. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. It's I like, mean, it is, I can guess. you, like, f- can you, like, cheat dig an elbow? Reason. Like, cheat in a way that you can get away with. You help your team, right? And that's the whole point. And... It, if you do it too blatantly, you get penalized. But I mean, she, I suppose so. She just like leveraged herself against the. Oh Ella no, I have no problem with hers. I just had a problem with him, who was like, "I wanted to be a professional athlete and no. also fully support cheating." I think that cheating is part of being a professional athlete. I fully believe. That. <laughs> I mean, th- look, they're all just trying to win. Deflategate, etc. Someone who knows about sports, back me up here. Um, Onyeka has had enough of not talking to Colton or using props. So she comes out with an air horn to steal him, and she says, I'm sorry, but I'm feeling a little bit horny. Yeah. She says it more than once. She says yeah. it several times. <laughs> it's, it's all about choice. reusing the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't waste any of the buffalo, as they say. Um, and Sydney is upset. She thought that they were really in the middle of a chat, and so... She's can't let it go. She decides to beat Onyeka at her own game by going and getting a spoon and a pan and interrupting them by loudly clanging them together. And the other women are just like, why? Why is all of this horrifying noise being made? Yeah. Right. Um, and Onyeka says, no, you can come back in five minutes. We're not done. Which honestly is what Sydney should have just done the first time. Right. Yeah. Rather than, like, be interrupted without saying anything and then come back with, like, noisemakers. <laughs> um, Kaylin is like, is this to give us anxiety because we already have it? Which I think was my favorite line of the episode. It's a good line. Um, so, and then, like, Sydney comes back with, like, a bigger pot to bang because, yeah. like, the first thing wasn't loud enough. I was like, what, do you think this is endearing you to Colton? I doubt but, it. I mean, she stayed, so... Yeah. I guess. Well, at this point. <laughs> yeah. At least she made an impression. Yeah. Uh, I would he's love like, it I if... remember your name. <laughs> <coughs> I would love it if, like, she wins. And at the end of the day, he was like, it was really that, like, spoon and pot that made me fall for you. <laughs> I love a woman who really knows what she wants. <laughs> yeah. And she's willing to, to annoy make the noise for it. Yeah. 
Uh, Colton asks Erica if she wants kids. And she's like, I'm going to be honest. I think I'm just going to have a bunch of dogs. And I was like, Erica, have you heard about Colton? He's really into family. Like, I don't know if this is going to work out for you. I appreciated her honesty, though. It does not work out for her. Yeah. Uh, Tracy is ready to be serious because she's the oldest person here. Yeah, no one else is ready to be serious. Just Tracy. Just Tracy. So she steals Colton and sits down with him. And again, for a fashion police, I didn't love her outfit. It was sort of like a strapless, pale yellow. Oh, yeah. That was like sort of fitted, but not really. Is it what Lady Gaga wore to the Critics' Choice Awards the other night? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't watch. Oh, man. I'm Googling. (laughs) Um, It definitely looked better on Lady Gaga. Well, no, yes. no. That Lady Gaga's is less fitted, I think, than Tracy's. Tracy's no, Tracy's was, sort was of, like it was like an awkward it was like, an awkward in between. Yeah. Um and she's talking to Colton about her past relationships. But oh look, here comes Demi, or as I wrote in my notes, demo <laughs> in just a bathroom. <laughs> she is sort of like a demo. Um she's taking him upstairs to show him her fantasy closet. Demi, of course, is not wearing just a bathrobe, but it fully covers her dress, which just goes to shit. Like, it's so funny that she is more clothed and in more layers than ever before. Yeah, and everyone, and everyone is out about it. Like she's like, <laughs> does she have parents? Yeah. Of that line. I was really annoyed at everyone for making me be on Demi's side. So I, I, like, I know. Do not slut shame her for wearing a bathrobe. I, I feel it's like weird. the whole episode, I think that's part of the reason I was so mad at Tracy. Yeah. I was like, don't make me feel like Demi's right here. I know. Like, like she's the age shamer. And yeah. now suddenly I'm finding myself like, on her side a little bit. But you're being so crazy <laughs> that I find myself being like, yeah, Demi, just say anything to get out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, but in, actually what Demi does is she takes him to like a little closet with I guess a couch a in it, I guess, and gives him a really awkward looking back so massage because he's just kind of like sort of leaned over well, it didn't look like he really like fit on whatever yeah. she put him on so he was like diagonally kind of like I also was like I don't know if she can't really has enough like force to give an adequate massage to such a muscular man like I was like it looks like she's not really getting well it's also there. like trying to do a side massage it like was not, that it she was, was like wouldn't you like to come home to this mm-hmm and I was like, Ugh. and again, she did oh, it like, just like the slow yeah. shimmy, that like weird slow shimmy. Also, I was like, you're not going to give him a back massage every night. Come on. Um, That'll get old real quick. All the women are like, this is not appropriate. I does she, I think it's Caitlin who's like, does she have parents? <laughs> um, but yeah. Demi comes back and clearly knows that they're upset and decides to twist the knife a little bit by being like, Hey, ladies, I just had the best time with Colton up there. I gave him a massage, and I'm feeling, like, so good about the time we had together, and I just am really happy I did that. <laughs> and then uh, Courtney, I think, or who says? I think it was, or was it Katie? Oh, my God. Someone I says, I should have written that down. Someone is like, well, do you feel bad about Tracy, though? Oh, right. And uh, She's like, What? She's like, I literally wasn't thinking about Tracy at all. Why would I think about Tracy? And honestly, why would she? They're all just like stealing they Colton all, from yeah. each other. 
Tracy yeah, this was probably not stole specific him. to Tracy. And I mean, I think Demi. it was specific, specific in that, like, I'm pretty sure the producers were like, "Hey, Demi, now would be a great time to go oh. steal Colton." <laughs> Absolutely, because Tracy was already so on edge yeah. about Demi, but. The actual act. Like, there are no. much more egregious things you can do. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, if Tracy was having time with Colton and Demi was upset about it, Tracy would not, like, feel bad. No. No, not at all. Um, Elise, uh, I was disappointed in because she's like, if you're wearing a bathrobe and nothing else and, like, going off alone with a male, it's probably not to play paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> yeah, paper, she did scissors, not. rock. No. I'm like, Elise, have you ever played rock, paper, scissors? Probably not. No She's one. probably never been alone with a man wearing only a bathrobe because that is when you do it. Also, no one has ever called it paper, scissors, <laughs> exactly. rock. It's not what it's called. So bizarre. So funny. And clearly I am Team Elise, but this was I know, egregious. I, I, I was one of those where I was like, oh, how many drinks have you had before <laughs> this? Like... I just, interview. I understand that it probably makes them all feel like they're not playing the game as well and they're like freaked out, but like you don't need to be like you look like you are going to get Colton's sexual favors and that is not ladylike. Like I was like it's yeah. just leave the, all that stuff out of this. Um but Demi doesn't feel bad. However, she does decide to go find Tracy who was crying upstairs. I yeah. Oh. And Tracy's losing her goddamn Tracy mind. Tracy tells Demi, I was trying to be open and vulnerable with Colton, and it felt really mean for you to show up in a robe while I was doing that. It felt mean. And, like, I'm just trying to be open and respectful, and I want you to do the same. Demi's reaction to this is so bizarre. She has this, like, more than any, and I've seen it with, like, Crystal in the past and, like, a couple of the other women in the past, but Demi, more than anyone, she will just, like, transparently say the things that she thinks she's supposed to say in a does very not rote sound way sincere does, at all does not even really try to sound no. sincere so she's like Tracy I think you are one of the most amazing <laughs> people I've ever met and I think you just need to keep being you and showing Colton who you are and it's going to go amazing you're for an you. amazing storyteller and Colton will see that and be drawn in by that and I that's just, just what you need to do and you I was guys like, are putting more feeling into it right now than she did <laughs> it's hard for us to to not get really into woman empowerment. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird, like, to see someone. It's like, why are you bothering to recite these lines when you're not trying to sell them at all? But I guess it's because it's really hard to respond to because Tracy then just sort of, like, what are you going to say? Like, you're lying. Yeah. So Tracy just, like, sobs and is like, I don't believe her, which she shouldn't. Which, yeah, good. Shouldn't. I'm glad you're but not that dumb. Also, like, but that was my thing is I was like, I was I was so mad that she kept making me side with Demi because I was like, I wouldn't know what to say to that woman sobbing about that either. Oh, yeah. Also, she could have had self-awareness. Like, I am i wouldn't put it past myself to just have a breakdown oh, no. and feel rejected I'm and end up crying. Sure, The Bachelor would drive me to a breakdown in yes. six hours. But, but I do think I would have the wherewithal to at least be like... This is just this environment is yeah. tough, and I just was startled. I would by say you the most him. annoying thing about me when I'm really emotional is that I spend a lot of time trying to diagnose what's going on oh, with yeah. me yeah. and talk yes. that through with yeah. people. And so I'll just be like, "I'm sorry, I'm just really sad." And I think if I really think about it, I think it just goes back to like, my childhood. <laughs> and like, I know that I'm just taking that out on all of you, and it's not fair. But I just feel really upset, and it takes like 15 times longer to have the conversation. Oh, yeah. But 
Tracy does not really no, no, have any. She's not even a modicum of self awareness. And and sh- there is this really obvious thing that she should be aware of, which is that it is her role to keep her shit together and to get time with Colton and not to be phased by this sort of thing. And and if she really wants to position herself as like the mature older woman who is ready for all of this, as Demi actually accurately points out, she is actually coming off as if she is less ready for this than anyone else. And that is kind of on her. Um, it's not so kind of on her. It's completely on her. She went to her room and cried. Ugh, yeah. Really a bad showing for, really, yeah. for the over 30s. Yeah. Um, I mean... At least mostly just Tracy. Mostly, yeah. mostly Mo- just Tracy. Other than mostly just Tracy is giving a bad showing. Scissor rock, paper, scissors. Um, and and she comes so close. She's like, I'm worried that Colton will see me as being too emotional to handle this, and I'll be going home because of something I couldn't control. And I was like, No, you literally just identified something you couldn't <laughs> control, and then positioned it as something you couldn't control. Um, so rose ceremony time. Finally, roses go to. Tasha, Cassie, Kaylin, Courtney, a lot of C's. Demi, Nicole, Kerpa, Hannah G, Catherine, Bree, Sydney, Onyeka, Katie, Caitlin, Nina, and Tracy. And then three of the girls already had roses. Right. Elise yes. and Hannah B and Heather. Heather. And Heather. Yes. So going home are Alex, the girl who lost her voice, and I guess when she got it back, he didn't like what she had to say. <laughs> Erica, I think he does want kids. Uh, Angelique and Annie. Who was one of the ones who was on Ellen. Uh, oh, was she? Yeah. I was so, just very proud yeah. of myself for remembering her name. Um, yeah, it took me uh, about 10 minutes to figure out who she was. Yeah. But. But Annie does get a little exit package where she says, my biggest fear was that they wouldn't get to know each other, and it happened. So my heart has been ripped out of my chest. When they get sent home the first couple of weeks, I get why they're crying. They're just – it's embarrassing. And it yeah. feels like, oh, I came all the way out here. I bought all these yeah. dumb gowns, and now I'm, like, already going home. And well, she and said, I'm embarrassed. Do they yeah. actually get to go home? Yeah. Yeah. They do. They yeah. Do. Okay. And that's often how you'll – Especially now, word starts to get around, like, who started posting on social media again or, right. like, who wasn't away that long or who, oh, this person, like, had someone to their hometown and there was a big parade or something. So it does create spoiler situations, but they just, I think— I think they are, don't care that much for the first couple yeah. episodes. Too. Yeah, I mean, we all still watch it. Yeah. Yeah. They can't, <laughs> they can't get us to stop watching it no matter how <laughs> bad they make this show. <laughs> So, yeah, and then we get another little preview of the coming weeks, Colton jumping over the fence. It's the same preview, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm really excited for him to jump over that fence. I'm really impressed by his jumping skills. It's very high. It's very high. I mean, he was an athlete. I know, I know. Probably has to do those box jumps a lot, you know? Yeah. It's jumping is part of like the NFL combine, so I'm sure he had to do that. Yeah, see, we know about sports. That's a thing. (laughs) Jumping is part of catching balls, probably. Yeah, he did not catch balls, though. I'm pretty sure he was like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure he was like, uh, what was he? I mean, he seemed to, in all of the footage that they showed in the first episode, they seemed to show him like tackling the quarterback. So so I'm assuming he was some sort of, yeah, like defensive line, tight end. He was a tight end? Oh, I guess. So I he think did. a tight so end he both, ca- he both caught balls and tried to block. But that was weird. It did not feel like the footage they showed was of him doing most tight end things. Or I think he might also have been a, a linebacker. Yeah, there we go. Some like People do 
I'm, that might be the same thing. It's right not in, the same thing. I do know even, enough about I cannot even to contribute to this thing. conversation. <laughs> um, I, I I only know about football as it's happening in the moment. If you could point out someone on the field, and I'd be like, I know what they're doing, but I don't know what to call it. Right. But anyway. But anyway, in, impressed by his jump. But I yes. do desperately want to know what happens. I get yeah. so mad because they show the same, like every year they show teasers of what's upcoming. And I feel like most years I'm like, you guys are just manipulating it. I know you are, but I still want to watch it. And I'm sure they are this year too, but there's this part of my brain that's like, what if something different does happen? I know. Yeah. I know. I'm such a sucker. I'm like, maybe. I just want to know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So anyone that you're particularly excited about as we as we close out this week that you want to give final thoughts on or, I mean, or particularly just, hate? Just Elise, who I already yeah. sort of shouted out. She's just putting in a good showing for us 30-somethings, and I'm here for that, and I hope – Hope she sticks around for a while. Mm. That's the thing. I sort of have the feeling already that whoever Colton ends up with will, is probably not going to be one of the girls that I'm like twenty three year old with and her. Blonde. I'm yeah, just guess. like yeah, like I, I I think that's probably gonna happen. I would I would put my money on like one of the Hannahs or I don't know one yeah. of the myriad of blondes. Yeah, um, I see Elise as being more someone that he's really drawn to and would maybe like to like date for a bit but and is going to keep around because yes. he likes her but then we'll be like but honestly no yeah yeah but I think she'll stick around for a while which is great and fun yeah yeah well can't wait for week three and uh Aaron thank you so much for oh joining God, us thanks so much for having me always a, a delight as always <laughs> And now it's time for Feminism Fails. And there was a lot of girl-on-girl, woman-on-woman crime in this episode. Really hard to watch. So we have a few sort of big things to call out. First of all, Demi, as we've discussed, says Elise is brave to admit that she's older than Colton in front of everyone. She says everyone knows there's no advantage in being older. We're going to give that a five. Women do not expire like milk in the way that we are told by the patriarchy, and we need to stop buying into that. Demi also says that older women are, quote, five steps behind the young ones. Demi, please see yourself out. Honestly, you're just playing yourself. She's going to be 31 in not too long. Eight years. Eight years. I hope she's ready. Yeah. We're going to give that one a five as well for the very same reasons Claire just outlined. It's gross and it's sad to see women uh, perpetuating these negative stereotypes about their own futures. We also saw Demi on the other side of some shaming this episode because when she invited Colton to join her in a private place while wearing a bathrobe, some of the women felt like this was a good opportunity to imply that she had been poorly parented or that she was perhaps offering him sexual favors. Uh, There was some really... Uh, slyly expressed slut shaming during that whole uh, part of the episode, and and that really really upset me. I'm going to give that a four. And finally, a big purity culture fail, as most things about purity culture are. We watched Hannah talk about how much guilt and shame she felt after losing her virginity within the context of a committed relationship, and it was super heartbreaking. Making women feel that way about consensual sexual activities that hurt no one and feel good to them, that's just wrong. We're going to give that one a five. 
And that's Ugh. on the world. Yeah. Feminism failed to the all the forces that, that made Hannah feel that way. Yeah. Uh, that the we saw whole on the show. I- entire culture is a fail. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our guest, Aaron Dark, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating. You know you want to, so you don't miss a moment of Colton season recaps. And give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can also follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>